Welcome to the Middle Tech Podcast, this region's leading business podcast, shining a light on technology, entrepreneurship, and the future of business in Kentucky and beyond. Our goal is to advance the ecosystem by bringing attention to the founders, changemakers, innovators, and those supporting them. Middle Tech's content can be found on your favorite podcast streaming app, social channels, and YouTube. We encourage you to follow and participate in the conversation. Let's discuss and build the future. Welcome back, everyone. You've got Logan Jones here. And today I sat down with Jane Allen, who is the CEO of the Nashville Entrepreneurs Center. So here recently, we've started making more of an effort to start covering some other entrepreneurship and startup ecosystems around the Midwest. Um, you know, traditionally, we've highlighted Lexington, we've highlighted Louisville. Uh, we've had a couple interviews down in Nashville, a couple in Indy, uh, maybe one or two up in Cincinnati as well. Um, but let's face it, we're all kind of building within this same area here. We're all typically looked at as ecosystems that do not uh, produce highly innovative and big technology companies. Uh, so we want to start highlighting some of these ecosystems that might be a little bit further along than Lexington or Louisville. Uh, and as a result, that's why we're headed down to Nashville to talk to Jane Allen, uh, who, like I said, is the CEO of the Nashville Entrepreneur Center. And as she describes it, that Nashville Entrepreneur Center is kind of like the front door for entrepreneurs in Nashville. So kind of think of it like an awesome ink, uh, like we have here in Lexington. They want to be that connective tissue for the entrepreneurship and startup ecosystem down there in Nashville. Uh, so we had a great conversation about what the Entrepreneur Center actually does down in Nashville, uh, how they support entrepreneurs there, and a little bit about what the Nashville ecosystem actually looks like right now. Um, so they're known for healthcare. They've got a lot of healthcare startups going on down there, much like Louisville does. Uh, but they, of course, have all sorts of different startups building uh, businesses and technologies in different industries and in different sectors. So we got a glimpse into what that startup ecosystem looks like, and we're really excited to start highlighting some more companies down there. So you guys can also expect to hear us talking to some companies up in Indianapolis a little bit more consistently. Big thanks to our friend Jake Butler for the introductions that he gives us there. Uh, as well as Cincinnati. So if you guys know of any companies in those areas that you think would be worth highlighting, please send them our way. Unfortunately, Evan was not able to join for this interview, so you guys are stuck with just me and only me for this one, uh, but he'll be back for the next one. So before we dive in, like we do, we just want to get a quick word from our sponsors, and we're super excited for you guys to check this episode out. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Land Betterment. Land Betterment is doing some incredible work throughout Appalachia and Eastern Kentucky as they are taking abandoned strip mines and putting sustainable businesses in their place. These businesses not only provide a useful repurposing of the land, but they also provide great jobs to replace the mining jobs that were lost when the mine was shut down. To learn more about Land Betterment, you can listen to our interview with their founders, Mark Jensen and Kirk Taylor, on episode 97, or visit their website at landbetterment.com. We're also sponsored by Airwing Ventures. Airwing helps determined entrepreneurs seeking resources to grow with capital and connections in order to build successful companies and impactful legacies. They're all about high growth companies, high growth careers, and high growth communities. I've personally known Dan Beldy for about four years now, and I've seen the work he's been doing in the community, and we should all feel very blessed and grateful that a VC like himself is here in Kentucky. I encourage you to connect with Airwing and learn more Let's all grow this state together. You can reach out to Dan at info at airwing.vc or dan at airwing.vc. And their website is www.airwing.vc. 
Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. You've got Logan Jones here recording out of Awesome Inc. Studio in Lexington, Kentucky. And today we are joined by the CEO of the Nashville Entrepreneur Center, Jane Allen. Jane, thank you so much for joining us today. Sure. Absolutely. Well, cool. We're excited to dive in. Uh, You know, traditionally, Middle Tech has been focused in Kentucky. Louisville and Lexington have been our main markets, but we're starting to expand a little bit. We know there's a lot of cool stuff happening in other markets, Nashville being one of them. Uh, We know that they're their uh, entrepreneurship and startup scene has been exploding. And as you mentioned in our call, uh, the Nashville Entrepreneurship Center is kind of the front door of that. Um, so to start off the conversation, we'd love to just hear a little bit about your background uh, and what led you into becoming the CEO of the the Nashville Entrepreneurship Center. Sure. Um, background, gosh, I was a school teacher and then actually was fortunate to go to the University of Kentucky Law School and practiced law for several years and started a company back in 2000 for the legal profession, a company called Counsel on Call, and took that to the point where we sold a majority to private equity. And I um, was, quote, semi-retired and, um, you know, just sort of thinking about what's that next phase in life. And the Entrepreneur Center called to ask if I would consider leading it, and they happened to catch me at the right time. And um, thought a lot about it, prayed a lot about it, and decided hopefully I can jump in and leave it a little better than 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 it was. And and what it was was really good. Um, it's a nonprofit here in Nashville, and so in some ways I feel it's a way to pay it forward for all of those founders and entrepreneurs and lawyers that helped me when I very first started my company and we started our company, and helped my husband and myself um, as we started and then continued to grow and scale. And so it's a way in some ways just to pay it forward. That's awesome. That's a great way to look at it. And kind of what I just said there, uh, the way you described it is kind of the front door for entrepreneurship in Nashville. So let's dig in just a little bit more uh, Mm -hmm. and talk just about how you would describe the Nashville Entrepreneurship Center to an entrepreneur that's coming through your doors and asking, what do you guys do here? Yeah. I mean, the Entrepreneur Center, again, it's a nonprofit. It was started with the idea that successful business people and entrepreneurs would give time and money to help that next generation. And then they too will be in a position to give time and money to help. So you create almost a circle of giving. Mm-hmm. And its purpose is to capture the story of the Nashville entrepreneur, because Nashville is a city that's full of entrepreneurs, whether it's the Frist family, whether it's Ingram family, but there's thousands of families that have had started and have had very successful businesses here. And so that was the original mission of the organization. As we sit here today, 11 years later, it's still the same. It just has a little more defined in that we're here to connect entrepreneurs to the resources they need to increase their probability of success. An entrepreneur we have created on our website, ec.co, we have created an entrepreneurial life cycle. And we work with entrepreneurs at any phase of that life cycle from I've got an idea. I'm wondering whether this is a legit business. And even if we can't help them at that stage, we have partners in our community that work with them at that stage. So part of our job is to know who those partners are all the way through someone like myself, which I started a business, I grew a business, I scaled a business, and then I exited the business 
And now what do I do with my life? And so we have a group that meet and we have speakers and they listen and work with our founders. So again, it's just, it's everywhere in between. Gotcha. And kind of a, a nerdy question, but what's one of your favorite startups that's come through the, the entrepreneurship center that comes to mind uh, when I ask that? Yeah, one of them, you know, I mean, there's just so many. I mean, sure, honestly, sure. and in so many, I'm not going to lie, I don't even understand. I mean, it's just, <laughs> right. um, you know, there's these tech-based applications. Um, one of them was in the retail space and they created an app. And so this one I can't identify with. And so if I go into a store and I see something that I really like, I can scan the code, you know, the price tag, mm -hmm. and then I will get a notification when it goes on sale. Oh, and, interesting. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Kind of like then, uh, Honey, yeah. except for the retail space. Uh, huh? brick and Kind of like Honey. Have you heard of Honey uh, yep. that you can use on Amazon? Kind of like Honey in the re retail space. Exactly. Uh, brick and mortar, sounds like. Right. And so, um, but yeah, that's Have to Have, which is a app that's based out of here in Nashville. And then Again, we have so many in the healthcare space, in the music and entertainment space. I mean, one, my second day on the job, it was a um, technology that can read uh, read your brain waves as to whether oh, wow. you have enjoyment. And so, it, you know, the whole idea was before you cut a full album or a full track, you could listen for the first 10 seconds. And if people have enjoyment and then you know that that's one that very well may do well. Um, you know, so it's just all these different, I mean, it's just, it's fascinating. Yeah. And speaking of seeing all sorts of different companies come through, I'm sure you're always going to have those different industries and different sectors, but you mentioned that Nashville is kind of known for healthcare as well. Mm -hmm. So that's the the primary industry you guys are seeing a lot of growth in right now, right? Right. Well, not the primary. I mean, it's one of many actually, of many, but right. yes, healthcare, we definitely were viewed as the healthcare company or healthcare city in America. Um, you know, we have large um, healthcare systems that were started here. Uh, the Frist family started what's known as health um, HCA. Um, and, but you have others, you have LifePoint, you have community health, you have many other healthcare um, systems here and healthcare companies here in Nashville. So one of our verticals in the Entrepreneur Center is for the healthcare industry. Because again, our goal is to try to make sure that we are bringing innovation and entrepreneurial solutions to our business community. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, working together so that um, the companies that come through our healthcare, Project Healthcare, will help drive and or bring innovation or entrepreneurial solutions to those who are already in business here. But yes, we are a big healthcare, healthcare setting. Yeah, it sounds so basically another way to say what you just said is you, you want corporates to be involved with the startup ecosystem as well. Is that something that Nashville does particularly well? Do you see lots of corporates engaging with startups and utilizing their technology? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing that was when I came in, that was one thing I felt was really important um, was to make sure there's synergies between um, especially in a vertical in industry vertical. So whether it's project music and entertainment or whether it's project healthcare. And we have people from all over the world apply to get into those programs. We want to make sure we're identifying companies to come through the programs that could have potential customers in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And so that is our business community. And so again, and then as a former CEO, when you're looking three, five years out, you're always thinking, all right, how am I going to get that done? Am I going to build it or I'm going to buy it? 
And, you know, and sometimes you're looking for something that doesn't really exist. And so I thought if we can, or we thought if we can partner with our business community, and then they even helped us help us select the companies that come through our programs. Oh, very cool. And so that way there is an alignment there. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of kind of bigger companies as well, have you guys had kind of that, that catalyst in the ecosystem where a company has been a startup, grown pretty large, and then gone through an exit? I'm sure there's been some, but are there any that particularly will, will come to mind uh, in terms of being catalysts for that startup ecosystem? No, that's a great question. And and it ha- we have, we've had several exits. Uh, that was before my time. Gotcha. And so I'm not familiar with those companies. Um, you know, I could probably rattle off some names sure. as far as knowing the founders and having worked with them. No, um, I know some of our companies that have come through that are still, I would call them stage three entrepreneurs. They're still blowing and going. Mm-hmm. And I've connected to them because they're still in the business. And, you know, again, we want to be a resource for them as well. So whether it's, you know, I need to make a change in that maybe somebody that started on my team in the beginning, as you change as a company, you grow and sometimes you go past some of those employees and that's so hard. Right. And, you know, but it just, whatever the discussions are, but no, as far as, I mean, like I said, those are the ones that I'm working with are those that are still bringing in, you know, and I'm sure they're going to have exits soon or absolutely near future, but right now they're still churning away. Yeah. And in terms of keeping the community connected, you you mentioned you guys are kind of like that person who is connecting the entrepreneur with the different resources. How is the Nashville entrepreneurship community and startup ecosystem staying connected? Are you guys having events where people come and meet in person? Are there different communication channels? What does that look like? Sure. Well, I mean, obviously we're still in a pandemic, right? but we, um, our city shut down and um, everyone was shut down for about a month. And so we were in that group. And then we met as a leadership team and decided if all we are is a programming, which we were virtual and we did not miss one program and we actually expanded our program, our programming that was all virtual to any entrepreneur, small business in our community. Um, And then there's no need to open. But instead, we had entrepreneurs that needed the internet. They needed power. They needed to get their mail. Um, They needed community. They needed to be around other like-minded people. And so we opened um, in May of 2020 and have been open ever since. And, And as such, we've had, we have people that work there that are always around. There are meetings, advisors, mentors, um, some do virtual, some meet in person. And then we do, we had speakers that came in even during 2020 and into 2021. And we try to bring in speakers that are former CEOs of transformative companies and or successful entrepreneurs, either local and or ties to local. So we brought in Jim McElvey, who started Square. And, you know, again, fabulous entrepreneur, but, and then we had Brian Fox and then we had Eddie and Taj George. And so we, even during all of this, we've had speakers come and, you know, and then we would follow the city's guidelines on how many people we could have in person. And then we always did hybrid. So we always have Mm -hmm. virtual viewers as well. And then same thing in that phase four group, the people that have had successful exits, We've had multiple meetings and speakers with that group. And some people come in person 
and some people are virtual. And so, um, and so, yeah, we really haven't, I mean, we haven't had huge events, um, but we haven't slowed down really. I mean, we're still, because now more than ever, I think in challenging times is when entrepreneurship can truly flourish. For sure. Because entrepreneurs are problem solvers. Mm -hmm. And so we really want to encourage and embrace and cultivate a community for that to occur. Yeah. Did you guys notice any different trends of more entrepreneurs coming in and or trying to engage with you guys due to COVID? Were there more people trying to set out and, and start businesses during that time? Yeah, we have a program called Preflight, which is I've got a business, but I haven't quit my day job yet. Gotcha. And our... um the the numbers in that business went up because there were people that figured. thought, well, now why not? And so definitely in that, we also created a um, show called Pitch for Good because again, a little bit to what I was saying, I think entrepreneurs are problem solvers and most really want to do good in this world. And so we held those starting in May of 2020 and we have, you know, we're fortunate we have celebrities here. So like an Eddie George or Kix Brooks or a CC Winus or others agreed to judge in addition to, you know, um, business people and or successful entrepreneurs. Um, and so we had that throughout 2020 and it really uh, showed, shined a light Um on a lot of entrepreneurs in our community. And then actually our Titans, Tennessee Titans grabbed hold and really loved it and they took it. And so we had a Tennessee Tough, which the winners from all of the ones from 2020 competed in early 2021. And then one of our founders, Felicia Jackson, she has a device called CPR Wrap, which is brilliant. Um, but she's going to be at all the Titans games. Like she had, the, she won the media package for the Titans season 2021, 2022. And so, um, you know, so I think, you know, for some, we saw an increase and then for others, we saw some of our entrepreneurs grow mm, and sure. expand on the ability to utilize the time. Yeah. I'm, I mean, with COVID, it kind of threw everybody into just totally uncharted waters and that kind of leveled the playing fields in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You know, it, especially one way that we saw here was it kind of opened up access to capital because now venture capital firms were much more willing to deploy capital from a, a Zoom call uh, mm -hmm. rather than wanting to meet in person. Um, something else that I thought has probably been pretty impactful on the startup community down in Nashville is Amazon coming in. Uh, mm -hmm. What kind of impacts has that had? Has that been mostly a good thing or people kind of mix, mixed on that? Um, what's it, what's the effect been on the startup community? You know, I, that's a good question on the startup community. I don't know. I think in, as a general rule, people are excited. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I used to say Nashville was the best kept secret and it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> it's not no. um, <laughs> at all. And so, no, I think people are excited by Amazon and Oracle and others that realize this special community that we have. And again, part of the reason it's so special is we're very welcoming. And so I have not heard negative at all. Um, we feel there will probably be a lot more tech employees, which might lead to more entrepreneurs. And so, no, I mean, I think everybody's excited about it. Yeah, I think actually just what you said there is probably one of the main benefits of it is having more tech workers and tech enabled mm -hmm. workers that are, are coming into the into the fold there. That's one of the main issues in kind of comparing and contrasting the Lexington startup ecosystem with Nashville is finding talent that's in your backyard 
Uh, that's very difficult, especially if you don't have one of those big corporate companies that's kind of training those people, getting them qualified, and then you know having them turn back out into the ecosystem. Uh, so that's one of the things I could see being a major a major benefit. Um, yeah, but- we have one of our entrepreneurs. He's in our in-flight program, Joshua Monday. He has Pivot Technology, and he actually has a school um, where it is basically a software training school in three different areas, I think. Um, and, you know, with the idea that now there are employers that can employ people and they can improve their economic you know, setting um, because they're able to go out and actually make money at a level that they may not have been able to make before. Right. And so and then the other thing Nashville did, which was very force, you know, they were very foreshadowing or very, well, it was intentional and that we have the Nash- Nashville Technology Council mm-hmm. and part of their job or role, it's another nonprofit in town, but part of their role, if not the primary role, is to make sure we have enough tech employees for any employer that might want to move here. And so that's been going on for years. So yep. whether it's the software school or whether it's like Josh, our entrepreneur who has Pivot Technology, there are other, and then obviously you have so many universities here in right. the Middle Tennessee area. Um, and so it, it's been very intentional. So it's not, it's not just coincidental that tech companies are moving here. And because the talent has been planted several years ago and it's starting to rise. Yeah, that's very interesting. We'll eventually have to talk to the the tech tech council as well, because that's something that we've talked about repeatedly on this podcast that's needed so badly in Kentucky. And it is it is being done. There are people that are addressing it. But that talent piece is so huge. I mean, if you want to really yeah. scale a startup, I know people are saying you can you can work remote now and you can get talent from all over the country. But in my opinion, it's just not the same having a fully remote team or even a partially remote team as it is having those people in the office. There's just some things you can't replace, and having that talent and training that talent uh, in your in your own ecosystem, I think, is super important. Um, so speaking of kind of that's a weakness of of our ecosystem. I'd love to maybe not necessarily a weakness, but what's an area that the Nashville startup ecosystem is working to improve upon right now? Um, You know, I think it's really just the collaborative piece Mm. is making, because we do have a lot of universities and then you do have a lot of nonprofits in the entrepreneur space, as far as in the early idea space. And then you do have the healthcare council and the tech council, and it's just making it really easy for any entrepreneur to know where to go to get what, and then also being able to collaborate so that it benefits the entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, and so I think that's one thing that we're all really trying to be intentional on and working together um, to have more collaboration and less confusion and less duplication in our community. I'm sure one of the big parts of that collaboration is is the government's role in it. What's what is the local government's role in the startup ecosystem? Do they have any programs or incentives that they're that they kind of push to attract companies or anything like that, or do they not play much of a role in the startup ecosystem? Um, no, I mean, you know, as far as our government, it's very you know pro business. Um, sure. But no, I mean, we we have during the pandemic, the city. Uh, partnered with us or asked us to partner with them Hmm. and create a program for all entrepreneurs and small businesses negatively impacted by COVID. And so in a matter of two and a half weeks, we put together a program called Renew, 
and um, had over 800 local entrepreneurs and small businesses negatively impacted that worked with us. And, you know, everything from setting up office hours with accountants and lawyers and converting websites to e-commerce platforms. We actually put in a, a um, broadcast studio so that people could actually do things to go on their website other than with their iPhone. Nice. And um, and the same if you needed to talk to your investors or do a, a um, meeting with the investors. We have Zoom rooms that are very quiet and um, nice for our entrepreneurs to be able to use. So again, it was really trying to work with them. And so the city asked us to partner with them on that. And then the state has something called Launch Tennessee, which is a statewide economic development program that really does connect resources throughout the state. So if somebody has a business in a certain area and let's say Memphis is more they have more investment dollars there and they have more programs in that. And then they would probably go to Memphis versus Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just really the collaborative piece. Love and it. then there are funds that the state has that they can invest in businesses. Sure. And this is more of a, maybe your own perspective or your own opinion. Um, but what, what do you think makes Nashville unique and attractive to people? Maybe not only the startup ecosystem, but as a city in general. Yeah, I mean, I that's what we always say. We could live anywhere and we choose to live here. Um, it's just a very livable city mm -hmm. and that people are generally friendly. Um, people are welcoming. People are more than happy to give somebody a hand up. Um, and there's creativity. And so you have the music industry and you have all the creative um people associated with the music industry not just the artists but everyone that surrounds the artists and works or plays in the band or sets up the sets or um it's just it's a vast industry full of really creative people and not even to mention the songwriters yeah um just fully you know and then you have the business community and then you also have the academic community so you have these three different segments and then i really believe we have a really powerful um or not powerful we've been really fortunate to have good local government um we had people that could understand business and understand the importance of business and politics and community and working together and so um no i think it's a fabulous town i really that's, do why that's one reason i choose to pay it forward is i really do love this community and i hope to leave it a little better in some small way than i found it i love that and that's really rare that you hear somebody compliment the local government and saying that they're doing doing good things i love to hear that i hope that more cities can maybe follow along with what the nashville local governments are doing as well um and i, I think one of the common threads that i could take from what you're talking about with that community and, and with the with Nashville as a city is it sounds like it's the people. And I figured it would be pretty similar. That's what we always hear up here in Kentucky as well. Mm -hmm. And Nashville also has that, that kind of Southern hospitality. So that doesn't surprise me that the people are what make that that ecosystem so great. Um, and as we kind of wrap up this this interview here, uh, if you could just give you know one tip to another startup ecosystem, uh, it could, could be anything, it could be broad, it could be specific. What would what what tip would you give to another ecosystem uh, from your experience building Nashville's? 
I think it's what is it you really want to accomplish? Um, you know, is it an, is it a niche? Is it an industry? Mm -hmm. Is it broad? But what is it? I mean, I, I view everything that way. You know, what does success look like three to five years out? Or what does success look like if you were just starting something 10 to 15 years out? And then, you know, and then I'll, I'm a former lawyer. So I start with the jury instructions and work backwards. But that's sort of how my brain thinks. And so I think if, you know, I do get contacted by communities around the country and, you know, and, and all of them are in different places. And it's, you know, what is it you, what does success look like for mm. your community? Because what, look, what success looks like for Lexington might be very different than what success looks like for Nashville. And what is Lexington's niche? I mean, what is it that makes it so special? Um, is it just the horse racing? Is it, you know, is it the sports? Is it the bourbon? Is it the beautiful topography? You know, is it, you know, the beautiful horse trails, but also bike trails? I mm -hmm. mean, there's so much. Um, or is it the technology or is it, um, is it technology in an area? I mean, I think that's where it's, what is it? Why Lexington? And that's yeah. what I always say, like, why, you know, why Nashville? Why the EC? But for the EC, what? Um, and so it's just sort of that thought process. I love that, establishing the why. Well, mm -hmm. Jane, thank you so much for coming on. I know you've got uh, a heart out here at, at five. Um, mm -hmm. But before we let you go, just as we always do, we like to give our listeners a way that they can get in contact with with the Entrepreneur Center and, and get involved if they'd like to. So where can they go to find more information about that? Yeah, um, it's www.ec.co, not com, co, co. Dot co. Yep. Perfect. That'd be great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much All for right. coming on and good luck as you continue Absolutely. building the, the Nashville ecosystem. Okay. Thank you.